0: Welcome to the Friendly Nonsense Beatdown. This is a podcast all about friendly fire and gibberish, where three brothers compete in a quest to be the supremeliest nonsenser. Here are your hosts, Kevin, Corey, and Casey Walker. Welcome in to the Friendly Nonsense Beatdown. We are so glad that you've joined us today for what is the first official podcast podcast episode of the friendly nonsense beatdown and you may be asking yourself what exactly is a friendly nonsense beatdown and i would say i'm glad you asked (laughs) because the friendly nonsense beatdown is all about competition it's a show of three brothers me being kevin walker me being coy walker and casey walker and competition now we are in a state of isolation in california where we have no access to sports or to beating each other up We have to stay six feet apart. You know how hard it is to beat each other up from six feet apart? It's like throwing air punches the entire time and trying to fake like you're falling down. So we created this podcast to allow us to verbally beat each other up uh, and hopefully entertain a few people along the way. So we've got several sections today. We've got serendipity, which is your random questions that need a happy ending, lions, tigers, and snares, oh my, Uh, who we be, and the friendly nonsense beatdown. So, let's start it off today with Casey. And Casey, here's your first question. With serendipity, your random questions that need a happy ending. All right. so, (laughs) to preface this, this is literally all about the most nonsensical, uh, as Amy put it, uh, the king of the hill of the nonsensical supremely-ism. And Casey, Wolverine called and offered you his claws and healing ability. In the same day, Professor X rings you up, and he says he'll give you his mutant abilities. But in order to have them, you'll be stuck in a wheelchair the rest of your life. Which do you choose? I think this is the easiest question you could have possibly posed as your first one. Obviously, I'm going to pick Wolverine. Um, Here's my reasoning. Uh, Wolverine, you basically get injured any way you you want, and you're going to heal from it. It's awesome. And you get pretty sweet claws that come out of your hands. Which would probably hurt. But (laughs) it doesn't doesn't I have only seen part of the first one. Does doesn't it hurt him every time the claws come out? Yeah, but he has excruciating pain. Well but he chooses whether he wants them to come out or not. (laughs) So so in other words, they come out and you're like, Ah this is amazing I'm gonna heal from this (laughs) The thing that I always think of with it is like this. I think of it from a skier's perspective. I can go jump off whatever cliff I want. No problem. No questions asked. I break my neck at the bottom, but then you you get up and you heal up and you're fine and you go on your way. So it's like it's like a uh, junkie's, an adrenaline junkie's dream. Exactly. Well, not even an adrenaline junkie's. I mean, if you're if you're in a car accident, you can heal from that no easy. You don't even need to go to the hospital. Okay. Good. So you, you think it's you think it's blatantly easy? I don't think it's blatantly easy. I'll, I'll tell you why in a minute. Corey, go ahead well i think from my perspective i i would probably go with wolverine still on this one too i i do like that regenerating ability claws i i don't see as much use for those i mean i'm not thinking i'm gonna go up and beat people up with my claws but it would be nice to have (laughs) healing ability you're not gonna go stab people (laughs) hey buddy i'm not (laughs) (laughs) i don't think you'd be doing much beaten up with a Uh, So here's here's my problem. I get what you guys are saying about having the claws or having the healing ability for the most part. But you guys have to remember, Professor X literally controls people's minds. He comes around and he's like, I want a billion dollars. Boom. You have a billion dollars from Bill Gates in your bank account. He says, carry me up to the Eiffel Tower. Boom. People carry you up in your wheelchair to the Eiffel Tower because he controls people's minds. So just for that sounds horrible for someone who hasn't seen the movies. So Professor X, wait, what? He, wait, 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 he's just got mental ability. So he, how does he control people's minds? That's his mutant ability. He he has mental abilities. So he's he's got like mind controlling abilities. So he can see mutants and humans and control control people's brains. Okay, and see, minds. That, that's actually pretty cool. You didn't do your research, dude. Well, I, you I knew flail. a little bit about... <laughs> See, I'd assumed Corey had already seen the movies. I'm surprised he hasn't even seen the movies. Uh, I know. Corey, you were wrapped in a little culture bubble. <laughs> uh, just yeah. trying to live up to my reputation as an 80-year-old man in technology <laughs> That's why you're on this podcast, because you are an 80-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> you can provide the, the properness for this podcast, so Casey oh. and I don't get it. off in the weeds talking about poop. <laughs> Come now, you youngsters! Tame <laughs> thy tongue. Uh, so, all—all all this to say, it's not super easy question to answer. Like, I get the healing ability. Healing ability is fantastic, but if you're Professor X, you literally get whatever job you want you want to be a marine biologist and you don't have the use of your legs but people can swim for you and drag you along and you can be a marine biologist you control people's minds you can say hey uh go ahead and drag me down through the water and let's look at those animals and they'll go ahead and do it for you because you can control their brains i know it's like i don't know how ethical that that feels but yeah that that's what i was saying is it feels a little invasive to to invade someone's mind like that I can't imagine invading your mind, Casey. <laughs> what do <are> you think? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, race, my brain. Oh. Race. <laughs> oh, uh, more piano pieces. <laughs> oh, yes. My favorite. <laughs> all, right. all right. So that, that question's been answered. I think we're all going to differ on that one. Uh, next one. You're given a bathtub full of dimes. Okay. So uh, a full bathtub full of dimes. You have, no many, you have no idea how many are in there, right? It's full to the top, though. You can only buy one item with the dimes in that bathtub. If you go over the value of the dimes, you lose everything. Dimes included. <laughs> you play it conservatively, or do you go out, out and buy a car? Do you play it conservatively, or do you go buy whatever most expensive item you can think of? Corey, go. Well... See, thinking, thinking through this, I was, I was talking with my wife Hannah earlier, and she had a brilliant idea. So you get a second bathtub, and then you get a bunch of dimes, fill it all up to see how much that bathtub holds... And then you got a really good estimate of what's in that first bathtub. Uh, <laughs> only, only you would literally find me as the only way to get around this question. <laughs> there is exactly sixty thousand dollars, two hundred and twenty-four and thirty cents.
1: Uh, I so,
0: can... so if, if I was allowed to do that, I, I would do that. If if I'm not allowed to get a second bathtub, my my backup would be. I would play it slightly conservatively. I, I wouldn't buy a car. Cars lose too much value right away. But I'd go buy, like, a, a $1,000 coin since since I can only buy one thing, and then a coin holds its value, right? <laughs> but, this Corey, big... you have so many coins in this bathtub. Why are you getting another coin? <laughs> those coins are only worth 10 cents in the bathtub. But, but what if, what if one of those coins is like a super rare dime i mean you have so many dimes it could be a, a possibility you get a super rare one in there <laughs> you what you're gonna do casey is you're gonna spend all your dimes to go grab more dimes i, I, I don't need to buy anything dimes, super rare dime well well that's what it sounds like corey's doing he's going to taking these bathtubs and dimes and exchanging it for like five a larger denomination of a five dime. dimes well not even a di- larger denomination it's just like Five dimes. That's what he's getting. Five special dimes. Oh, just, just one special dime. Only one. <laughs> it's a 1916 dime that's worth <laughs> a whole lot more than those sixty thousand dimes. All right, Casey, go. What, what do you do? Okay. See, so, see, so the problem with asking this of two engineers is Corey and I are going to try and figure out exactly the amount of dimes in here. So. My, my first thought was, well, I'm going to get a measuring tape and measure how big that bathtub is, but um, I Too would bad. definitely go conservative <laughs> once I figured out generally how many there were. I would not get a car like Corey said. I'd get a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> what? On earth? A fridge with your dimes? Do you need a new fridge? <laughs> my fridge sucks. <laughs> That's fantastic. So you're gonna go out and use your dimes. You're not. You might have sixty thousand dimes in there, but you're like, I'm. I don't care about my sixty thousand dimes. I'm going to buy a new fridge. Well, I need that new fridge. I'm not. I'm saying a nice fridge because my fridge sucks. Six thousand dollar <laughs> fridge coming up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, see, I I would probably, in order to calculate it out, I'd probably like jump in and swim around and see how it felt. <laughs> swim <and> the dive, <laughs> dimes falling on <out> the side. Whoops, lost some I just would love to feel like how much sixty thousand dimes felt. <laughs> probably very hard and uncomfortable. And then I would probably go out and buy a car. Like, if I'm being honest, I'd probably go out and spend it on a car. I know so, it's not exciting. I'd probably go out and buy a cheap car. Because I don't... I see, the problem is, is you, you can't go over. So you'd have to go out and you'd have to, like, bargain with somebody. And you have to guess. And you've got $5,000 of dimes. And you're like, okay. Can't go over. And then you're one dime over. And then you lose everything. And that car is gone. And oh, you squat. Sad. It would suck. All right. Moving on. Uh, unfortunately, Casey, you've yeah. come into a much worse pandemic than COVID. It's called the apocalypse. 90% of the world's population now are zombies. And you're one of the few survivors. What store are you going to raid and why? Actually, we'll start with Corey. Corey, go. Let me? All right. Well, thinking through this, I was trying to think, okay, what store will have all the supplies I need and guns and ammunition so that I'm fully stocked? So the only one that I could think of is a Super Walmart. And not just any Walmart, but a super Walmart. (laughs) So So fantastic. I literally talked to Casey about this. I literally said exactly what you were going to say. I said, Corey's going to choose Walmart because it's got guns and ammunition and food and supplies that he needs. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> I know how you think. <laughs> that's so fantastic. I just want to clarify this isn't an ordinary Walmart. This is super Walmart. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. awesome. All right. Awesome. So you raided Walmart. What are you grabbing? You're grabbing guns and ammunition. So you've got a shopping cart. You've I'm, got I'm guns just and gonna ammunition. Live there. You're going to live in the Walmart? Yeah. I've got food. I've got guns and ammunition. Oh. It's my fortress. You you realize there's going to be a zombie that was a worker there that's going to come out of the back and then chomp on you because you're yeah, totally I'll shoot unaware. Him. take my bow and arrow (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah bow and arrow that's old school zombies are gonna definitely go for that one all right Uh, what what store are you gonna go to Ken? oh boy i would probably go to target because target is more posh than walmart do you realize the zombies (laughs) that are going to be coming out of the walmart Especially the Turlock Walmart. (laughs) The zombies in the Turlock Walmart Mm -hmm. are going to be some scary zombies. I'd rather deal with the posh zombies at Target than (laughs) the the well-dressed zombies. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, sir. (laughs) I I feel more comfortable dealing with uh, some more posh zombies. Although, Although the Walmart zombies might be slightly fatter and slower, so Corey might have an easier time with them. So we'll see, but uh, Target I think would the same same thing as Corey. Like I I think you need supplies to to be able to do it. I thought of that or Home Depot. Like if you're just gonna go and you're gonna make yourself a weapon, go grab like a riding lawnmower and some hose to stick on the other end and like go ride over all the zombies. See see Home Depot is if you're going the um attack build. If you're going the defense build, you gotta go to Walmart or some grocery store. <laughs> Although Home Depot does have plants like tomatoes and things. You could just live on a diet of tomatoes. That, that is true. You just hey. want to live in the store. Yeah, right. every time. Yeah. I, I'd go with um, Costco. Cause oh, brilliant. Super size. The, see, the way I see it is food is going to be in high demand after a few months of living in this zombie apocalypse. And Costco has so much food. But then on top of that, it's a warehouse. So you got, like, forklifts in the back. You got all the stuff to open up. So you got knives and things and and industrial cutters and that sort of thing. So (laughs) you've got plenty of defense mechanisms, and then you just got a buttload of food. You could probably live in the fridge, too, in there. Like, that fridge has got to be, like, locked down safe and tight. Well, yeah, you could make it a trap. You could lure the zombies in there and then freeze them to death. Oh, that is a great idea.
1: And then you have
0: another food supply. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, that was too dark. Oh, my. Lovely. Bob, you taste great, man. You're tender. (laughs) All right, moving on. (laughs) Lions, tigers, and snares. Oh, my. So what lions, tigers, and snares is, is each person comes up with the most random true fact that they can find. And then they have to create two lies that sound enough like truth, but are random enough that they would get the brothers to believe them. So I'll start uh, with my truth and a lie. Actually, they're all truths. Wink, wink. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> <laughs> right. So here we go. The shortest adult on record ever recorded stood at a mere one foot and six inches tall. Okay, there's a theme with my, my <laughs> comments here. The average small intestine is measured at nearly six feet long in grown adults, making it the exact same size, typically, on average, as the large intestine. Okay, And the shortest commercial flight in the world lasts just 57 seconds. There you go. Commentate, guys. Hmm. Wow, are- this, The last one sounds unlikely. 57 seconds barely gives you enough time to get off the ground. You blink and so, you're there. Yeah. It's well, if you're going like from one airport to the other, like you have I'm I'm thinking you have like two runways stacked up right next to each other. You go up like a hundred feet and then you land again. You That's what first. I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going from the U.S. to Mexico, so it's an international flight. That I mean, that could be that could be it. <laughs> you, you jump over the fence. You're yeah, up, you're, you're in the Mexico. You uh, <laughs> have to see, take the plane for it. The the small intestine one sounds odd to me too. The same size as the large intestine. I, that doesn't sound right to me. I think I'm gonna go with the the shortest person was the what was it? it one foot six inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, with, go that with that one that too. One. The shortest. You guys are wrong. I got you. I got uh, you. The shortest flight in the world is 57 seconds long. No Uh, way. It is. Where where is is it between? The long hair flight between two Scottish islands of Westway and Papa Westway lasts just 57 seconds at a distance of 1.7 miles. It's the shortest commercial flight in the world. (laughs) That's insane. You literally get into the air. And you, you can see the island right across the street from you. You just, like, hop over this little river, and then you're on to the other island. <laughs> huh, <laughs> but it's 1. 1.7 1. 7 miles between the islands. Crazy, huh? Yeah, and that's the, crazy. The, uh, the other thing I was going to say is the small intestine is actually four times larger than the large intestine. Okay, yeah. see, oh, so That's wow. what I was thinking. I, was going, I don't think they're the same size. Guess how, guess how long the small intestine is. Uh, 24 feet long. I was gonna say 20 feet. Yep, 20 feet, Cory. Oh, Good job, bro. Oh, and the shortest person recorded is actually two feet one inch. Okay, that's still really short. Yep, yeah. it is. But you guys, you guys realize how tall one feet six inches. I know that's six really, six right, that is really, really tiny. I'm making <laughs> hand motions so you can see, but it's it's very short. <laughs> All right, Corby, go for it. Okay, so true fact number one homing pigeons were accidentally discovered during the hundred years war by an English general who had taken his pet pigeon across the English channel, but then accidentally let the bird escape as he was getting his boots on. After the campaign, he returned home to find it sitting in its roosting box. Okay. Second true fact here: Chickens became extremely popular in the U S during the civil war due to the ease and low expense of raising large flocks during the reconstruction period after the war, It's estimated that chickens in the u.s outnumbered people three to one what okay so so sticking with the burden war theme here true fact number three in world war one parrots parrots were kept on the eiffel tower in paris because of their strong sense of hearing when the parrots heard enemy aircraft they warned everyone of the approaching danger Man, these are also elaborate Germans incoming Germans incoming well these are, these are French pears Ja <laughs> 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 coming. Ah man, that's a horrible <laughs> French accent. <laughs> oh boy oh my goodness I'm sorry three French to people. one three to one chicken <laughs> person ratio. what? That's crazy. I don't think that's true. I don't what was the first one? read the first one again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the first one was the homing pigeons that um, an English general discovered during the Hundred Years' War um, when he had taken his pet pigeon across the English Channel, but then accidentally let the bird escape as he was getting his boots on. After the campaign, he returned home to find it sitting in its roosting box. Uh, that, that sounds so random. I think that's got to be the true one. That's got to be it. How, how would you create this idea of the homing pigeon pigeon? Like flying back to its roosting, but that's that's got to be true. You yeah, know, you go for it. I I think the chicken one is actually the true Three one. Three to person. one? No, yeah, no. because well, <laughs> no, how many how many people were in America at that time? I mean, probably mm, hundreds of millions, but I could imagine there being more chickens. All right, I go, Corey. All right, well, apparently we all are terrible at this because it's the parrots. It's, <laughs> the the, oh, it's the parrots. <laughs> During World War One, parrots were kept on the Eiffel Tower because they had a better sense of hearing than people did. Oh, my goodness. That is crazy. <laughs> that's, that's insane. <laughs> man, you had me fooled. Man, oh, those yeah. were so elaborate. Did you come up with those <laughs> yeah, other two? Yeah. Corey. Excuse me. Man. Well done. Uh, so you okay. deserve a round of I'll, applause. I'll, I'll give him a round of applause. That was, that was really good. Thank you. Thank Not as you, good as down, mine are going to be, but, but that was really good. <laughs> All right. Go, Case. Okay. Mine also has a theme you'll find out in a second. True fact number one. A Disney movie called My Favorite Martian came out in 1999 starring Christopher Lloyd, who is better known for his role as Doc Brown in the book Back to the Future series. Okay? Okay. True fact number two. No Disney animated feature has made more money than Frozen, which has grossed over $1.2 billion worldwide since its release in 2013. Okay. True fact number three, Lion King director Rob Minkoff was once attacked by a lion while doing research for the feature film thankfully he suffered no serious injuries other than a cut on his hand that required six stitches <laughs> <laughs> all right Corey, i unfortunately know the answer to this one so uh, you're gonna have I, you're gonna have well, to I, I think i know this one too what? i i think it's the the favorite martian one with doc brown i I'm going to say that one. I, I you are right, because I literally... It's so funny. As soon as you started saying it, Casey, I started laughing because I just watched that movie. Uh, no, uh, uh, no way! Uh, <laughs> man! Uh. It's See, so stupid. <laughs> Don't watch it. I'm not recommending it to anybody. It's the well, most well, this movie is... ever. But. This is why I picked it, because I I looked up obscure Disney movies, and that was one of the top ones on the list, and I had never heard of it before, so I was like, it seems so stupid, Uh, like, oh, it is. Synopsis. Uh, That was pretty good, though. It was. It was great. Yeah, man. Frozen and The Lion King 1. Those do actually sound realistic. What is, okay, so out of curiosity, do you know what the largest grossing movie is? I'm assuming Toy Story, or Toy Story 3. No, Lion King is actually the highest grossing. Lion King is really? Yep. What? Yep. For, wow. For animated, at least from the source that I found, for animated features, like, yeah. adjusted wow. for for uh, inflation. Yeah, or? I think I think it may include um, uh, future re-releases, but oh, okay, it it's all included. Yeah. And interestingly, Frozen Two has made more money in the year that it's been out since uh, than Frozen has what no yeah seriously. it's crazy no yeah. seriously i i although like the first time i watched frozen 2 i was not a huge fan the second time i watched frozen 2 is better the 20th time about that i've watched frozen 2 i love it and i sing every song with the kids now so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's exactly <a> on
0: <laughs> spot exactly what the little spirit sounds like <laughs> nailed it car. <laughs> cracking boys and all <laughs> uh, alright here we go so moving on that was uh, the lions tigers and snares oh Mice. so now who we be oh, we are going to have to act <laughs> like a specific person in a random setting so, example is, uh, you have to act your way into a party, uh, which is one of the questions here today. And you've got to be that person trying to act your way into the party. And uh, the two other brothers can, can be bouncers or whatnot and try to get you out of this party. But you have, to, you have to basically act your way into the party. So, Case, why don't you start us off? You're president for a day, and you can introduce one law. Go. Uh... <laughs> well done <laughs> sir you you are now president of the united states uh mr walker uh today only unfortunately now mr walker now we have a paper here that says you can sign it and you can sign one line to existence now sir uh, have you thought through what law you're going to sign into existence um you know usually i have people bringing the laws to me and i sign them that's how it usually goes. Well, well, sir, as a president for a day, we only give you one option here, which is to pick one law. Uh, so we'll go on and we'll. Uh, we're, you've been excommunicated and executed. <laughs> you can't think fast enough. <laughs> French Revolution style here. <laughs> yep. Too bad, Mr. Walker. Brutal. We're moving on to the other Mr. Walker, Mr. Cory Walker. Mr. Cory Walker, uh, sir, have you thought through this question? And do you know what law you're going to put into place? Uh, yes, I do. I've thought through this deep and hard. And I'd, one piece of my campaign that I really pushed for is emptying the swamp of Washington. And I mean, like, like my predecessors, I want to pass a bill that makes it so that Congress is held accountable. So the bill that I'm going to pass is Congress is going to be subject to the taxes that they put on everyone else, no special exemptions for Congress thank you thank you (laughs) well mr (laughs) mr president sir you really made this really serious i can tell (laughs) it's a very serious answer i appreciate that sir and uh i am now president of the united states mr kevin walker and uh i would like to announce that we have done away with speed limits no more speed limits on the freeways highways anywhere else even schools have no speed limits especially for the ice cream trucks yep (laughs) you can speed around as much as you want Speed limits are gone. We are now running the Autobahn. So here's, here's my thinking behind the speed limit law. Uh, Idaho has speed limits of 80 miles an hour, which is where that's hometown for me. Uh, California speed limits are typically 65. 65, you literally get run over by everybody going 95 Yay. around you because everybody assumes that the speed limit is about 30 over what it's listed at. So you get run over by everybody. So at this point, like nobody I got pulled over for going when I was younger. I got pulled over for going 70 in a 65 zone cuz I was going too slow in the fast lane. <laughs> well, so. because a speed limit could be a minimum limit. There you go. That's that's the lot of path. There you go. We're in a path of speed minimum. <laughs> if you, you don't go, go no this speed slower. you get arrested. I think there are speed minimums, but this is like it's a serious law. If you do not go at least ninety miles an hour on the freeway, you will be arrested. And that's law. <laughs> Instead of going to traffic school, you go to race car driver school. <laughs> <laughs> Sir,
1: oh my! What just happened? <laughs> the world
0: fell apart over there. Kids. My my dog heard something and skittered off. Our floor is wood, so the the way our dog goes to the door is like he doesn't know any other speed other than fast. He's a perfect mascot for this speed limit campaign. He knows the law already. He's, oh, he's yeah. enacting the law. He's going perfectly. fifty miles an hour with his feet and only three miles an hour with his body. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Alright so we've we've enacted the laws except for Casey who has been executed, unfortunately, <laughs> sir. Uh, so you've got to fake your way now, Corey. Have you thought through this question? <laughs> Yes. All right, Corey. You've can got I, to fake I... your way into a huge party of celebrities. Go. Oh, okay, that was going to be my first question. What kind of party this it's, was? It's a huge party with celebrities. Go. Uh, all right. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, can, can I have some of that caviar? Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yep, yeah, bring it over, bring it D- over. Sir, sir, excuse me. Uh, do, I, do we Snub. know Snob, snob, get away. <laughs> I belong here. I'm, <laughs> I am famous. Uh, sir, uh, I'm not sure I'm familiar with you. Who are you? Get away. <laughs> Security. <laughs> Security! You've been bounced. Poof! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Corey, you've been excommunicated and executed on this question. <laughs> All right, Case, your turn, dude. Let's try you. Let's see if you can get into the party. <laughs> Oh, hey. Hey, Tom Cruise. Is that you? Nice to meet you, Tom Cruise. Oh, why am I here? Oh, yeah. (coughs) I'm a friend of Jonah Hill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, he's not here. Oh, that's a bummer. Well, it's nice meeting you, man. Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow? Oh, yeah. I'm a friend of Tom Cruise's. See, he's over there. (laughs) Hey, Tom Cruise. (laughs) Hey there, buddy. (laughs) Oh, you win. You are in the party. You you are in the party, Casey. You are in eating the caviar that Corey was trying to eat, slapping everybody, saying "slam." I see. All I do is I go in with sunglasses on, and I look over the balcony. Don't say a word. Do do you have the Groucho Marx uh, mustache? Oh yeah, that's a great addition. I just walk into the party, give the little head nod like, "Hmm, "What's up." (laughs) <laughs> and I just go over to the balcony and look over at the ocean. <laughs> I'm in the party. Done. Uh, uh, so there we go. There's who you be. And now, for the lockdown beat em up grand finale in the ring, is whoop, whoop, welcome whoop, 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 whoop. Corey, Casey, and Kevin Walker to the Friendly Nonsense Beatdown! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's how the Friendly Nonsense beatdown goes. <laughs> Ooh, great one. Uh, if you don't have sound effects, make up your own. <laughs> although we do have sound effects. Uh, we, we're, well, uh, we're in the cheap phase still. We're in phase one here, kids don't, don't make me put sound effects in yet <laughs> like
1: We don't have uh, sound effects. Yeah, you, you can, can, can backpedal, backpedal. You can explain that. <laughs> uh,
0: so the we, Friendly Nonsense beatdown is we're all given a topic. And we have to find the best or worst thing of it, uh, i.e. land animal without any hair or fur. Uh, We have to pick something in that category of land animal without any fur. And we have to argue why it's the best or worst of that given topic. So the way it will go is we'll have an opening argument. And then we'll have a rebuttal against the others. And we'll have our closing statement. And then you guys will decide who wins. The listeners, you as a listener, will decide who wins. So the topic for today is the movie that you would watch if you had the ending eliminated. So you're watching Back to the Future, and Marty doesn't go to the future. He's stuck in the past. That's basically the argument that you're trying to say. So what is the best movie that you can watch up until the last 20 minutes of it? So you've you've hit the climax, you're about ready for the payoff, poof, the movie ends. That's it. So, Mr. Casey Walker, why don't you kick off this grand finale with your argument? All right. I would pick Infinity War. Oh, I, for pretty obvious reasons. The ending is kind of devastating. Um, spoilers for Infinity War follow. If you've not watched a two-year-old movie, please... Turn off the podcast temporarily. Infinity War, the ending, everybody dies. But if you cut out the ending, all you see is the heroes. They're starting to do something. They're starting to get it all together, and then the movie cuts out, and you're like, "Oh, they must go on. They they, obviously they they defeat the villain, and all is well, right?" So there you go. Infinity War. If you cut out the ending, it's a great movie. Okay. All right, well, I will save my (laughs) obvious rebuttals till after. So, my movie is Inception. Now, you may be wondering why I picked Inception. I'm glad you asked. Inception is like the ending of the movie happens the entire movie. I don't know if there is an ending to that movie. If there is, I don't remember what the ending is. (laughs) That movie is so psychedelic and, like, there's so many things that you have to watch to pay attention to. If you end it a little early, it's okay because then your brain can process a shorter movie. Because that movie, you have to watch it like 20 times before you're like, oh, that happened and this happened. The ending of the movie, it's like I don't even remember what happens at the end of the movie. I think it just ends anyway. Like the end of the movie is he turns around to see his kids and then it just drops off anyway. So it's, it's I think if you cut out the ending of Inception, you'll be completely fine and you'll see a fantastic movie still go cory well i'm gonna have to go here with the great escape and great escape if you've ever seen it you've got this prison break from a camp during uh one of the world wars and so all of these americans escape from a german camp but at the very end of the movie you know it's sort of the same thing as with inception and infinity war all of the guys get captured except two so there are Seventy something, I think, that escape. Fifty of them are shot, and all these other people. If you just cut out that last section, it's perfect. Everyone escapes. They're all getting away. You can just end it right there. Okay. Casey, why don't you? Uh, well, actually, you know what? Let's uh, let's go snake style here. Corey, why don't you let's rebut do it. against against uh, me and Casey? Give it. to All me. right. All right. You want it first, Casey? I will give it to you. I will beat you down. <laughs> So I can in, take it. I can handle in, it. Come on, do your worst. Infinity War, it I mean it's it's a decent choice for a beginner. But the thing is, Oof. if you cut it out twenty minutes before the end, I mean you said it yourself, it's right as the good guys are starting to do good. It's like, oh, here comes Captain America with a big pungent. do, Do 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 <laughs> Then it's done. It's like, no, that's the best part right there when all the good guys are starting to punch away. And then you get to the very last bit. So, don't cut it out 20 minutes before. Kevin, Inception, I don't really know how to rebut that other than... Because it can't be rebutted. It is the (laughs) winner. I mean, cutting out the last 20 minutes and it would make it the best movie... And it's it's a so-so movie to start with. So cutting on the oh, last Oh wait, minutes, hold, hold, eh. hold that. <laughs> Thank oh, you, crazy. Defend me. Defend me. <laughs> oh man, that hurt me inside, Corey. <laughs> I Inception is one of my absolute all-time <laughs> favorite movies, and you just you just called it a so-so movie. Inception that me. is mediocre. Oh, <laughs> See, what's going what's gonna to happen oh, is Casey's going to take his turn uh, to rebut against me, and he'll, like, defend my honor for this movie. Oh, it's oh the best I'm not going you know. to defend you. I'm not going right. to defend you. All right, Case. Well, since you say that, thank you, because I'm going to rebut against you right now. <laughs> Dude, you picked a movie that has a sequel. So you end it 20 minutes early. The... Whatever the next movie is. I don't even remember what it's called. What's the next movie in this in this trilogy? Endgame. Oh, end yeah, so Endgame. All of a sudden, <laughs> what just happened? Nobody's there. Everybody's gone. What? I thought Infinity War ended with Captain America swinging his shield and all the heroes alive still. Where did everybody go? And then all of a sudden, everybody just poofs from thin air. There's literally... The, the, it would make no sense if you ended Infinity War 20 minutes early from that standpoint alone. You could never watch end game so there excellent point excellent point Corey, you picked essentially a documentary so if a, you a documentary it's, what? it's about world war ii it's history so you picked a movie that is that is historical in nature you picked a movie that if you remove the last 20 minutes you remove part of history so i'm i'm glaring oh. i'm glaring so you you can't remove history that. this is this actually happened that's a good point. That's why you say based on a true story. Dude, it was based <laughs> on a true story. You're moving history. It's like it's like telling your kids that, that Santa Claus exists even when Santa Claus doesn't. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> Alright, case go. <laughs> Alright. First of all, I gotta I gotta address this Inception problem here. Okay, Inception is a fantastic movie yes thank first you. of all Good job. first of all Corey. now one of the reasons it's a fantastic movie is the ending is so perfect Boo. it sums up the movie in such a um, great way and if you cut that out you ruin a piece of artwork it's like cutting the nose off of mona lisa <laughs> does mona lisa have a beautiful nose <laughs> have you seen a person without a nose have you seen voldemort from harry potter <laughs> <laughs> Do you want Mona Lisa to look like Voldemort, Kevin? <laughs> no. Okay. Now, right. <laughs> Great Escape. You know, Kevin made a really great point. You're cutting history off, Corey. This is this is World War II we're talking about. I think you guys are just nitpicking here. Oh, N- uh, okay. Well, then give your give your closing statement. Defend yourself, Corey. Closing statement, Corey. Okay. History is partly about celebrating the heroes from history. If you end a movie with despair and depression, even if it's accurate, even if it's true, it still leaves people not wanting to learn any more about history. If you ended with this picture of heroes escaping from this camp, you can throw in text in the credits afterwards saying, oh yeah, well not all of them escaped, but end it on that beautiful note of Everyone escapes, and it will be wonderful. Best movie if you cut out the last 20 minutes. Okay, rebuttals have passed. I won't rebut against that. Yeah, (laughs) that. Inception. Inception is a very interesting movie. I'm not going to argue that it's the best movie. I'm arguing that it's the best movie without the ending. It's such a psychedelic movie that doesn't need an ending because all of the various bits of it are the ending. You end the movie halfway through, and it's a fantastic movie because you've already hit, like, 40 different climaxes throughout the entire movie. Inception is fantastic no matter – I shouldn't say fantastic. It's interesting no matter where you end it. Hold on. You're saying Inception is not fantastic? It's, it's great. It's a good movie. It's, ah, it's mediocre. Just... <laughs> it's, it's not <laughs> mediocre. It's better than mediocre, but it's just a weird – like, you have to watch it 20 times in order to get it. It's, go. Wonderful. it's wonderful. It's Casey. Infinity War. The, you say sequel means it's bad to cut off the movie. I think it's perfect that there's a sequel to Infinity War because if you cut the last 20 minutes of Infinity War, you can watch Endgame and still figure out what happened in those last 20 minutes. You're not left on a limb, and you don't have to go through the emotional trauma of seeing all your favorite heroes die in front of your face. That's what Corey's argument was emotional yeah, so trauma is not so good for children. So he's saying Great Escape is the best because no, he's he's no, defending no 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 history Casey sequel. All right, so everyone then, vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was Kevin talking, by the way. <laughs> so <laughs> that you, your voice changed, Kevin. <laughs> It was actually Corey recommending you, sound, you for Kevin. You sound much older, Kevin. You <laughs> sound I like an 80-year-old man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cap this off with something that we did not plan for. Uh, so the, the final capper to the friendly nonsense beatdown is not a what you learned today from the Spitballer podcast, but more of a uh, what are you going to learn tomorrow deal. So, Corey, what are you going to learn tomorrow? I am going to learn how to walk on my tiptoes without falling over. <laughs> All right, Casey, what are you going to learn tomorrow? I'm going to learn how to drive to work while staying <laughs> above the speed limit. Uh, that's, <laughs> the entire way. <laughs> right, good job. Uh, I am going to learn uh, to appreciate the great escape in Inception uh, <laughs> without the last 20 minutes. Uh, not Inception. Great Escape in Infinity War without the last yes. 20 minutes. Yes. Yeah, I will I will do that for you guys. So there we go. There is the friendly nonsense beatdown. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. This is our fir- very first podcast in a hopefully long line of podcasts. And we will see you every Tuesday from here on out.